Welcome, dear listeners and fellow K-Drama lovers, to your favorite critical K-Drama podcast, the K-Drama Photon Podcast. In today's episode, we are reviewing the K-Drama Mine. You can look forward to us discussing different aspects of the drama. Among them are themes such as motherhood, female solidarity, of course, the stigma around queer people in Korean society and its historical roots, and the relationship between chebols and their servants. Enjoy everyone! Today's drama is the TVN drama Mine, which was running from May 8th to June 27th uh, in Korean channel TVN and is also available on Netflix. Uh, it's a pretty recent drama that also received much attention in Korean society due to the coming out scene of one of the uh, main protagonists in the drama. Well, basically, to summarize the plot in a few words, it's a uh, about a high society family, Cheboy family, living in some kind of residence outside of Seoul and two houses which are kind of connected to each other and especially the one family, the one son of the Cheboy enterprise and the second son of the Cheboy enterprise Hyowon group live in these houses and also the chairman and the sort of father of the two and his wife. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, the wives. The wives are important. The wives. Well, now, yeah, yeah, right. The wives are actually the focus. So, So Hisu is the former actress and now wife of the second son uh, of Hyowon Group. Han Ji Young. Um, who is Han Ji Young, right? Mm. And then the, what is it called? The um, sister in law? Leader. The, yeah, the sister in law. The, the, but she is the more influential one because she's mm. the wife of the first son. Ooh. It's called uh, Kim Soo Hyung. And, uh, played by Kim Soo Hyung and uh, <laughs> in the drama called uh, Chong Soo Hyun. Yeah. Or Hyung Soo. Or Hyung Soo, yeah, because <laughs> the Tong Soo and Hyung Soo, they call each other that way. So the drama sets in with the hiring of a new maid and also a new tutor. For the household and the tutor also the maids they play an important role as well as like some kind of second class in the in the drama with their own stories yeah it gave um, it gave me serious parasite vibes yes indeed, mm. indeed yeah. the, i also had their yeah, intrigues and tried to yeah, gain something from this very rich family while working there but uh, one of the new tutor is actually uh start the, the starting of a big uh, intrigue plot uh, because she is the birth mother of the son of the second chebon son <laughs> And and she is not yeah, first coming in as a tutor and then we already as the viewer we can see she is actually also the birth mother and that is revealed later on and there are some yeah. conflicts. Uh, yeah, many conflicts. The, the yeah, let's talk briefly about that house. It's um this it it it's it's actually also introduced in the first episode as this amazing architectural masterpiece uh, which has its own sure. name, Cadenza and Rubato, which is the mm -hmm. second house, the right? Second house and they yeah. are in some kind of park area with a lot of trees and mm. <laughs> the uh, 
uh, yeah, architecture is rather modern, I would say. Very modern, like, very uh, in, seems a bit inconvenient. Yes, inconvenient also. Uh, it almost feels it. like living in a museum, I guess, mm. like in a modern art museum. That's what yeah, it yeah, must yeah. feel like. And right. yeah, and I think that actually that the the two uh, wives of this they are all both uh, gallery directors of their own personal gallery, Sohyun Gallery, and mm. also the Hyowon Gallery or something. Yeah, yeah, they they both are interested in art. Art actually also plays quite a central role in this drama. Yeah, and the quite... artists and and some yeah and interactions with the paintings they have some meaning or convey some meaning to yeah story. yeah yeah and and they're kind of in uh, there's almost like a dialogue between art pieces and uh, the characters and then they kind of help them even solve issues that they have and so on yeah but the house is yeah it gave me serious parasite vibes because also the kind of house <laughs> yes. played quite an important role in the plot line partly with like hidden bunkers and like doors and mm. um yeah there was also a bunker and parasite indeed and uh, then the <laughs> one person living there which was not the case in this drama oh. <laughs> at least yeah yeah some of the house servants they were also intriguing and, and, and trying to get money from the family i wonder if it was actually a little bit based on parasite yeah yeah i think there were definitely some some references i mean in one later episode i also realized noticed an, an um, reference to the drama sky castle which the other actress also played in famously mm -hmm. uh, from <laughs> yeah kim so young she played in sky castle and yeah. because like one of the later episodes is called they all lie which is the, ah, um, the title music title music also. of sky castle and also the sky castle intro all the actors just stare into the camera and there's light going from one side to the other and you see different shadows yeah, moving on the that face is also used and, at that, the end of, and it's yeah. used in that same episode yeah. that's called they all mm -hmm. lie they um show the faces and then it uh, kind of moves yeah, 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 yeah. i think there are quite a few references cross references True. from this yeah. drama to other dramas <laughs> or like famous movie productions Anyway, and also, oh, oh, so sorry, what no, I go, go. noticed from the stylistic point of view, uh, always the nun, uh, this one kind of functions as a narrator. She is telling the story and mm. then also val evaluates the characters already. Like she says, oh, yeah, they all lie, for example, oh. or, or they uh, had these and these secrets and I got aware. And so that, that also keeps up the tension. Quite that's and that, that's, that's an interesting narrating yeah and also the nun actually is also the first person we see in the drama i think because mm -hmm. she's the witness to the murder that happens yeah and right. um yeah. she runs into the police station in the beginning and says i saw like them falling somebody died there was a murder and then we um see the nun throughout the drama as a yeah basically a counselor for rich people <laughs> yes, who yes, don't want to be seen of... to go to a therapist <laughs> psychoanalytical <laughs> approaches yeah yeah and um, she is also leading the bible group of yeah one uh she they are she's actually quite good friends with mm. the lady the younger uh Hisu. Hisu, with Hisu. Mm. Yeah. i think uh, i think the nun is very interesting but we can go first and talk about the the main characters which More. one yeah yeah should we mm -hmm. start with with han jiong and Hisu? yeah so they are the second uh, son and daughter-in-law of Yuan group. So 
they would not necessarily be inheriting the company, I guess. Mm. Uh, normally, it would go to the first son. But uh, Han Jiung is quite competent, uh, portrayed yeah. as like rather businessman-like, and, and he already is acting president while mm. his father is in a coma later on. Or like, yeah, he has some higher position in the company, mm. while the first son does not really show that much yeah. interest in company business. I think ha so, Han yeah. Jiung is an interesting character because it's he's like one of these characters that in the beginning he's presented as this perfect mm -hmm. man who's like a perfect husband and father yeah, and yeah, yeah. a great brother, you know, like everything's Rather perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But then yeah, like yeah, yeah. as the drama progresses, like cracks appear in his like perfect appearance mm -hmm. and you actually see that twist <laughs> <laughs> he's one evil mf <laughs> oh he seriously has some problems but also we learn why it is because yeah, yeah. he is not the legit son of the chairman and his official not, not wife Biology. He's not the biological yeah. son, yeah. and yeah. he is. He was basically raised because the chairman had such love for his mistress, who mm -hmm. was his mother, that he said, "No, I'm going to raise him as my own son, and you know, you just live with me as my mistress." And that obviously wasn't great for Han Ji Yong because he was clearly mistreated by his stepmother or basically the the official wife of the chairman and the chairman ah, yes. as and well chairman didn't apparently did treat him as his own son and like definitely didn't show him so again we have the topic of daddy issues he didn't he wasn't yes, shown enough love and validation that's why he turned at the out same time also violent. the first son is complaining that he was not receiving uh that much love from his father and <laughs> was always oh, yeah. uh, compared to the brother and then there were higher standards for him as being the first son mm. while yeah Han Jiung did not really have to fight the dad that much and could rather do what he wanted so, so no so it yeah, was both through the bank a bad father <laughs> actually the chairman here is also kind of a bad boy <laughs> yeah he's kind of at fault Uh, that that is very true. Anyways, then Han Ji Young, in a twist of fate, he has starts fling or falls in love or whatever with his riding coach at the time, and mm -hmm. she got pregnant and had a son. And all we know in the beginning is that then that person apparently died in a car crash, and yeah. left the son with Han Ji Young and the family to be raised by him. And then Han Ji Young right. later marries when the child is already one and a half or two years old he marries this former actress actress yeah. Hisu, um, right. who's another protagonist or the protagonist as well yeah um yeah. and she takes on hajun hajun mm -hmm. as her <laughs> own um as her own child and really really cares for him and, and this relationship is also very central to mm -hmm. her to mm -hmm. the plot later kind of her as a as a mother of yeah, Hajun. Yeah. so Hajun now is around six seven years old how old is Hajun? Mm. <laughs> yeah so he's already in elementary school oh. probably i think he's like eight they spent something yeah yeah they spent some time together as uh, mother and son and and grew quite close to get they have this like good relationship also with the father yeah, it's really yeah. portrayed in the beginning as this kind of very nice family that seems quite yeah. 
to work quite well and quite loving as well. Um, so well, then let's go to the second family. They're yes. Living in the cadenza uh, the with the house. chairman, the bigger mm. house, right? Under the chairman. So the first son, the biological son, and his wife, who was yeah. probably also from a richer family. And yeah. uh, he was apparently also divorced and already had a son. And then she, they married. So she's not the biological mother of their child. And mm. uh, yes. <laughs> But the child well, is already we, older. Right, right, right. The child returns in the drama from the US and then later falls in love with one of the maids who is introduced in the first episode as the new maid. And <laughs> there's some kind of love romance on yeah. this like level, but it's but not I really, too important it's not, for the not plot so, at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> I actually skipped the love story at points because I was really? like... Oh. It's quite boring. Well, no, because it was clear like, that they were kind of... Oh, uh, okay. That, that they would anyways. end up together? Okay, yeah. I wasn't so sure about that. But yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah, because, I mean, there was a lot of, like, again, people against it, and, and he was supposed to marry some other yeah. Chebo daughter and, and get, but like, kind an of arranged feel, marriage. Oh. And, and then suddenly his mom could, became so soft. Or like his, mm. his stepmom would be so like nice and, and, and understanding and say, oh yeah, you should marry the one that you love. So mm. that was a bit surprising. Actually. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt I've seen this story before, though. Do you mean like this? Mm. You know, the, the rich kid that's kind of in love with some poor chick that is not suitable, <laughs> well, that is... and then you know like he's supposed <laughs> to get engaged as a business merger, and then he doesn't want to, and then he's in love, and then he's about to lose everything, but then. True love prevails and they get together. <laughs> I don't know. But, no, but in this drama, I mean, the role of the mother is very important because that she is, true, is exactly. actually like trying to like push her husband or herself yeah. being the chairman. So she needs this like connection and she needs the son to get married and that for her own career. Mm. But then she gives that up, and and we actually see more from the mother's perspective now. Like it's not so much shown from the from the son and the maid, but more from the mother's. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we can. She has to face with. Yeah, maybe we can mm. talk a bit about uh, mothers and motherhood at this point. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we actually yeah in both families in both cases of the families the mother's not the biological mother and both mothers mothers have very different relationships relationships with their sons it seems so like on the one hand you have Hisu which is like you know very much like in love with her son and really like makes a point of it no he is my son it doesn't matter whether I've, you know, carried him and, like, gave birth to him. He is mm. my son. While in the beginning, you have the idea that... Hyungsoo. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's her name in the drama? Son <laughs> Daepyung. Yeah. So that she, that she kind of has a very cold relationship with the son in the beginning. So mm -hmm. when he returns from the US, she's like, okay, you're back. And she kind of... In the beginning, you feel that she sees her role more, like almost like a business role she has to play like okay i'm also a mother she is portrayed as very cold-hearted in general mm. i would say i mean as a very that, like that's true like rationally thinking but yeah still like emotionally rather cold or just maybe pretend to be nice but not really nice or as a yeah she, she seems really... very detached like she doesn't mm. care much about the sun or 
his, yeah. you know, and not his, even about um, or other, the um, husband. Yeah, 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 husband. Uh, no one. Yeah, 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 that's true. She's kind of portrayed as this kind of rational, ice cold queen that like yeah, moves yeah. all the chess pieces around and like so a little bit like in Sky Castle actually. When, you know, it's a very a similar role. role I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's emotional and and very uh, the face always shows no emotion. Yeah, that. yeah, kind of very yeah. straight poker face a lot mm. of the times. But she's like one of those eye actors. It's all ah. about her eyes. <laughs> I see. Yes, <laughs> especially later you can see that. But um, yeah, but she's so and yeah. So in the beginning, as her role as the stepmother, she's like this cold mother that just says, "Okay, look, you need to get engaged with this lady because that's just how it is." in this family and in this things that's what's ex expected of you and then i mean and one other scene i think the son says i didn't want to go to the u.s to study i didn't want to go mm. abroad she said well but you know kind of that is some kind of family tradition yeah, mm. yeah yeah actually apparently the father also went to the u.s and other uh mm. son the hadron is also expected to go to uh study abroad in the u.s yeah <laughs> again also yeah. similar to the heirs or other yeah uh dramas actually but yeah yeah and then we also have the relationship between uh hiso and or tong su and uh hyung su the two mm. um sister-in-laws which usually you would expect kind of to be jealous of each other because you know like of whose husband has more influence in the company that's usually i feel the plot line between women in the same family especially in rich families i think in chebol families it's often portrayed that they kind of are in competition and kind of intrigue against each other to kind of push their husbands to a better position mm -hmm. but in this drama very nice and refreshingly They seem to care for each other a lot, and and there is yeah. even some kind of women solidarity between them, and they help each Big other time. out as mothers, but also as women, as yeah, fellow women. <laughs> yeah, and uh, even later the tutor, so the biological mom, joins their group of three women, and they form mm. a plot against evil Han Jiung and yeah, yeah. They, I uh, I really love this relationship. It's so. It's so good. It's so nice to see um, a drama centered around female, complex female characters who have agency, yeah. who are not like yeah. passive that need to be, you know, sa saved by a man in the end. But, you know, <laughs> they kind of, they do their own thing. They're strong. They're independent. They help each other out. I really, I really love that in this drama. It's yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. But but coming back to the mother theme, maybe like yes. this uh, hierarchy of biological mom, and then raising or adopted adopting mom, adopted yeah mom. yeah yeah, or the, the stepmother quite, basically like central yeah stepmother theme that is quite mm. a complex topic of the drama. What do you think uh, are the main mm. like reasons for that? Why why would it so central to be the birth mother and, and why is it so, such a scandal that she's not supposedly not the birth mother and then there are all the journalists writing articles mm. and, oh, she cannot be the birth mother <laughs> and, and so, yeah it's, it's really and interesting why is it such a big uh, issue like a big deal yeah mm. i don't know i think probably because um it was yeah because they must have like held it secret um that because Han Jiang wasn't married to the riding coach, mm. like, 
the, the birth mother of Hajun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I guess and in then... like rich families, um, which are in the you know public eye, it's still probably seen as some sort of scandal if there's an illegitimate child. True. Um, Okay, so it's more about the child rather than about being birth mother or not. I like, think so. And then probably because they lied about it or because they didn't, you know, mm -hmm. disclose it as our Hajun. But I thought, like, mm. in the beginning that it is about this, like, biological, biologic and, and natural uh, yeah. genes and, and all that. So only sure a, is... a real mother can only be the biological mother because she has this, like, mother's love mm. and she has to the same genes and she just like uh adopted like the stepmom is not yeah the same has not the same love and she will abandon the child and that is like especially pressing when when she Hisu, uh, becomes pregnant yeah herself. yeah and, and also and, before and, that uh i think mm -hmm. it's really interesting in that scene where where Ihejin, the the tutor and the birth mother of hajun who was the riding coach of han Jiong, so just to make sure this is all the same person, <laughs> she's not dead. In fact, she was then brought in as a tutor because Han mm -hmm. Jiong thought that, um, <laughs> obviously without Hisu knowing that the tutor is the birth mother, right? Which just, is really weird. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's nuts. How um, could she forge her identity so like perfectly? There was all this background check about her, and then I guess Han Jiong must have identity. helped her. Mm -hmm. right because he wanted her as well in there to kind of support his son but without the son knowing that it's his birth mother and so on so basically Han Jiong is a bit fucked up and he um, and obviously the uh, Yi Hijin, the tutor was very desperate to get back to her son and like reconnect with her son because she felt that yeah basically her child was taken away from her and yeah, yeah so we understand her point of view Kind of, although she in the beginning seems to be this evil person yeah. <laughs> taking away the mother, the, uh, the, the, the son, the son from of the mother. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the but there's she this. She seems really mm. the evil one. The yeah. Mm. And, and only when we learn that Han Jiong is actually behind all that, yeah, she she kind of yeah seems to be more relatable. Yeah, I think it's a it's a process where Hisu as well as Ihejin kind of slowly find out about how manipulative and evil Han Jiong is. That mm. they then kind of find together their solidarity against Han Jiong and for Hajun. So, um, but it, that's also a process. Like, in the, I think in the beginning, the plan of Ihejin is Hisu. She's the woman who stole my child and my husband yeah. from me, yeah, 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 and yeah. so she's... I'm trying to um, get back my rightful place as and the actually they, they even she even has an affair with han jiung yeah when she <laughs> enters the house which is yeah. quite surprising it's <laughs> mad I, they go to the gallery where uh where he works and then they have like secret kisses in the staircase that was really like, it's complete madness i i thought this would be the main story but then yeah. all of these other layers came in then. thank god it did yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think the the relationship like or like this this the role of motherhood and the being the biological mother versus just the stepmother is um yeah very well discussed in that in these first episodes where kind of for example at one point um, Hajun gets uh, bullied in school mm -hmm. actually for 
not being the birth son of his mother. Yeah, um, um, Adam's mom told her son, and then they bullied exactly, him. Exactly, hmm. and and then the way the two mothers react. So like he saw, then she goes and like kind of has her own plan of how to stop Hajun from being bullied, and she mm -hmm. kind of deals with it in her own way. But then. Uh, also Egypt. in a very manipulative way, kind oh, of yeah. uh, calling some other people not to be in touch yeah, yeah, with yeah. and like not coming to the birthday party. That was quite a badass scene, though. Was, I think yeah, he's yeah, still coming yeah. in with his sunglasses and then, like, telling <laughs> that mom off. And then on the other hand, then we have Ihejin who thinks that Hisu kind of dealt with it in a too rational manner and that is because mm. she's not the biological mom so she couldn't possibly understand you know how it a feels real like mom's when, heart yeah this kind yeah. of you know lion mother protecting her <laughs> cub or her child so Ihejin just runs to the house slaps the woman <laughs> in the face <laughs> I think she slaps her even twice <laughs> Really, really, that is such a mad scene of like, woo, what's going on? <laughs> it's so surprising, though. Like, <laughs> but also that opens the door and then, like, randomly, she just <laughs> slaps. Oh, that was a hard slap, man. Like, that mm -hmm. must have had. And I think she slaps her twice. Yeah, even yeah. twice. And I think it's also such a. I think actually also uh, Jin was such a great pick for an actress because she mm -hmm. has a bit this kind of cr crazy eyes sometimes. Uh, you know, like she's very intense, and then yeah, she's in the rain in her red dress and her high heels, and then that's she goes and Her dresses are. I mean, all the women have like good, very like cool Ooh, dresses all the time. Yeah. But, uh, Really, yeah, yeah. really, really beautiful uh, production design and really beautiful costumes, mm, for sure. Mm. But and as you said, Ihejin also very cares about the, her appearance and yeah. was, has these very um, stylish shoes or, uh, yeah, as you mm. said, uh, red dress <laughs> yeah. to show her anger. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, she's quite, she acts quite crazy in the beginning and that's also when we don't know yet um, that she is in fact the birth mother. Like you mm -hmm. get these kind of little um, hints so you're suspecting, oh, might that actually be the birth mo mother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we kind of experience that also through the eyes of Hisu who kind of looks at her tutor and always thinks like, that's strange, mm. that's a bit, <laughs> you know, over like crossing Too much. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like the way then... One time, I think Hisu um, just observes Ihejin how she sits in next, like on the bed while Hajun is sleeping, and like kind of <laughs> she even sleeps in the same bed. Sleeps in the same bed. Oh. They have like this very intimate, like very close relationship. Relationship, and even yeah, Hajun at some point doesn't talk to the mom anymore. That yeah. Openly. Because she tells him to like keep secrets and yeah, stuff. and then also I think what I, when I always thought, excuse me, I would have fired her immediately is when Ihejin kind of tells Hisu off for like taking some decisions towards Hajun, so like mm. steps in and says, no, you cannot do this. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just like. What's okay? What's what wrong with you? Role? You can't like that is not your job as a tutor. You're just a tutor, yeah, yeah. yeah. To to you know educate or make decisions on my son and what's good for him or not. <clears throat> so Hisu gets quite upset, I think. At it, it's definitely. I think it's it's very an interesting, yeah, commentary on 
biological motherhood versus stepmotherhood and especially also because um not all the time but in some k-dramas stepmothers are often portrayed as kind of less caring for the children mm -hmm. that are yeah. not their own uh, and even especially in, this drama, in the Cheboy families like you would expect okay they really don't have any connection to their children but they just have it for like financial or some mm. like, business reasons that they married and no love at all but here yeah as you said from the like Kisu's side of obviously very strong love yeah. but also from Chong uh, Tepio's side uh, she later rather like respects her stepson yeah. or there's some like understanding between the two and then she tries to please him also make him happy and like Not yeah only think about business <laughs> i really love that development actually in the mm -hmm. relationship between jung Japanese and han su uh -huh. mm. because yeah in the beginning it's kind of this cold relationship and so i expected okay that's just their relationship um mm -hmm. but then as jung de pyo kind of goes through her own struggles with her own sexuality and her own happiness and then kind of yeah. realizes well in the end business it is, is not everything business yeah. is not everything and it's really um kind of probably also sees han jiong as a de deterrence <laughs> or like a bad example of like mm -hmm. how these things can go really bad if you don't uh, actually follow your yeah, heart yeah, and yeah. are not living your authentic self um or or actually her husband who kind of turned to alcoholism and so on because probably turns to alcoholism has like many affairs uh, and then just like plays around all the time but because he gambling and has so no like yeah real mm. love and, life and feels very lonely as well <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um and then probably she decides okay um not on my watch and actually I'm going to support you if that's what makes you happy then I'm going to support you. But she also always has something about this. You need to take responsibility for your actions. Uh, she says okay. it like a hundred times to a hundred. That's a very people. good like mother line though. Like yeah. as, a, as a mother, I think you should teach your children to yeah. be responsible for themselves. But I think it's, it's also really interesting in the, in the kind of chairball universe because they're usually Normally people they never don't. take yeah. responsibility for their actions. True. <laughs> that's actually a very interesting moral uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah philosophy like, yeah because yeah. she always says like you can do this but you need to take responsibility for your actions um, like, she's a very cool character and maybe we can now come to her uh, like development that you already described yes. uh, with her sexual identity and later mm. also the coming out scene in episode 13 yes Yeah, so we thought uh, maybe we could do some closer reading of this coming out scene and the words she chose. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe let's like, uh, explain the background a little bit more. Um, yeah. So in the beginning, we see that this one servant actually has a video filmed uh, of the yeah of the chairman's wife to kind of blackmail her apparently, and then. Um, yeah, how she mistreats the how she mistreats the maids. Right? Yeah, yeah. How she mm. mistreats the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and then Chong Depu as like the household uh, um, um, highest person, she kind of confiscated the phone and uh, and then she discovers other videos taken by the servant and all. One of this video contains a scene, some 
with her um, mm. talking or like being kind of affectionate to another person, but we don't see who this person is, but later find out it's another woman and also one artist she used to work with, apparently, mm. or she she used to be an artist herself, kind of as a hobby, I think, and, and then they got to know each other. And there is this whole like romance story behind that that is not really shown, but uh, sadly not. Yeah, sadly I, I would have <laughs> I would have liked to see a bit more of that. <laughs> right, yeah, but we see. Um, so she was actually in love with a woman, and then tried to hide this so by deleting the videos and asking around, like who else knows about this. And then she seeks counseling advice from this nun uh, we mm. already uh, introduced. And um, kind of confesses her love. I think that is not really like explicitly shown, but through that, like later on, Han Jiung uh, confronts her, being, yeah. uh, as this being her weakness in, uh, yeah, winning the president's uh, chair uh, yeah. of the company. So, so while I have this secret, you are actually part of this sexual minority. <laughs> he uses this like word in Korean uh, song so mm. uh, yeah meaning uh, sexual minority member <laughs> which I found really awkward in this <laughs> I mean the translation is not perfect but it's yeah. very awkward wording for like this confrontative like, confrontative yeah, yeah, yeah. speech then you would not expect this word mm. although it is uh, like the real term like the general term that you would use Okay, um, but like I guess in a in a more in a confrontative way, you would expect him. You to, would not use you know to so. like say either lesbian or even like a I don't yeah, know yeah, pejoratively yeah. connotated term. I don't know. Yeah, so there are like other that. terms, right? So some um, to identify themselves use the term lesbian or gay, also as uh, from the English, just as mm. the word, and that is very commonly used for for coming out as well. I think. And this term song sutra is just some broad. Uh, it feels term, like a yeah, term for for describing these people, but it, you would it, not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it sounded very awkward. It almost this. sounds like some sort of scientific category, like the way yeah, you would analyze. Yeah. I don't know. This is a sexual minority group. This is a. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, but I I don't know if that's true, but it, I can imagine that. Yeah, no, that's why it sounds the, a bit weird as well mm -hmm. in a conversation like that. So, but coming to the coming out scene, she also uses the term in uh, Korean. She says, "Nanen song so so and then uh, this is basically her line. But this is translated I'm a member of a English. sexual minority, basically. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in in English, it is translated as I'm "I am a lesbian." Yeah, yeah. So that was when I was. Different, yeah, yeah, wording actually yeah. here. <laughs> I was I was cheering for her when she said that. I was like, yeah, yeah that's so exciting. <laughs> Good for so you. The first, <laughs> the first person after the nun she's telling from her family is actually her husband, who she doesn't have a very good relationship to. Mm. And we also don't see the husband as that kind of um, understanding person. But surprisingly, he has kind of understanding. And he's very understanding, I feel. And he's, he's very, yeah. he doesn't make a big deal of it. So he's like, so he, at first he's a bit surprised, but then he's like, Ah, oh, that's why. I th and then he even says, I think it would have been worse if I would have found out that 
you've had an affair with a man. But I found this quite weird. Why, why would you compare weird. it? I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's also where it comes in that, that it's not seen as equal, the love between two women mm-hmm. love, because it's seen as less bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I seem uh, it would be more painful for me, but yeah. with a woman, it's not so bad or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I guess because then the competition is, you know, this uh, whole idea of competition maybe, I don't know. And yeah, also, but, but I, she also said she uh, didn't have any affair, so she wasn't unfaithful mm, in their whole marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She um, kind of tried to restrain her feelings yeah. uh, very much and then did not have contact with the artist. Only later on, Susie. She, she, Susie. Susie. Right. Susie oh. Che. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I was a bit torn apart about this like whole coming out the scene. The coming out scene. As, so at first they sit in this cafe that is completely empty and she just tells the husband yeah quite suddenly so i will have this very important interview and actually i'm a lesbian like using yeah. the english wording <laughs> but uh i don't know this this was just so out of context for me and then as i said with the um yeah wording it, it seemed very awkward somehow mm. So you would have expected more like a, I don't know, if it would have been a different wording, would it seem mm. less? Yeah, I think the wording was quite weird. quite awkward. And then how the like talk went on, so mm. the husband being understanding, but at the same time also comparing it to this like affair, the affairs he has or like the affair, yeah. possible affair with the secretary, man, man secretary, or yeah. something like that. Seemed very like... <laughs> not fitting very well to the whole it was a bit yeah it was a bit strange i think it was a bit maybe a bit too easy mm-hmm. the way he reacted maybe, because maybe. before he was portrayed as this quite difficult character who struggles a lot with his own like self-confidence and so on and like um we even see him abusing stuff when he's drunk and like so i don't know yeah it, it seems a bit strange yeah um, because he's quite afraid of his wife um (laughs) quite a lot of power uh, (laughs) we we see that before there's some Um, kind of asymmetric relationship between them yeah she kind of manages him but also she is like almost like a mother character telling him off and saying like okay if you fuck up one more time then um then i will send you to the (laughs) yes 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 um right and she later does that also right yeah she does yeah she actually does it Mm -hmm. because you know you have to take responsibility for your actions yeah 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 yeah. but But, then hmm, kind of i i was hoping for a bit more with the coming when i heard that this drama will contain some uh, a coming out scene yeah what what did you what did you expect like why (laughs) why was it so disappointing i don't know maybe i I was hoping for too much with like western kind of western coming of age and and coming out movies then the whole plot is basically around that and that this scene is like in a very like matching setting so this but here it was all about Han Jiung and Han mm. Jiung blackmailing Chong De Pyo. And then mm. because of that, she had to like tell people and then she had to deal with it all because of like outside pressure. Mm. I mean, obviously there is this like outing by, by other people. Maybe that's why it's a, it's a good scene because it is not that central. So it's like mm. her sexual identity is important to her and it's important yeah. to the plot line, but it, it's not everything she is. So 
True. Yeah, she's yeah, kind yeah. of also this badass chairwoman and this mother and this sister-in-law, and she has all these other mm. relationships and kind of coming out as a part of that, but it, it's not all that defines her. And yeah. so maybe in that sense, it's not even... For the other people, like when she later comes out to the Tongso and, and that is mm. very that is very realistic. I think that is a yeah. good scene. It's just like in the normal conversation, she just mentions, okay, that's one person I loved who was actually a woman. And, yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, and I don't know, this like very artificial scene in the cafe, just like completely yeah, empty cafe and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so, was a bit forced. Like, why did they just not do it at home and then like mm. sit in her normal office or whatever I don't okay know. yeah okay uh, uh, anyways so, so but, uh, you, you yeah obviously disappointed right. with the coming out <laughs> not too no 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 i mean it's still a good step in the right direction that there is this like first mm. um, coming out scene that way in drama and, and also yeah. with the right wording with like these sexual identity sexual minority these like yeah. words that is yeah. already quite uh, straightforward in, in that sense for korean dramas normally yeah you would have this like boys romance and then you yeah. say well i like you kind yeah. of but yeah, yeah, yeah. never talk about like sexual identity or this mm. is these are quite strong words on the in the sense and, or like, quite, quite explicit so it's mm-hmm. like you yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. misinterpret it yeah it's like right, right, it's right, out right. there and that's what it is and they call it what it is yeah yeah if you compare it to reply 97 Mm. for example the side character is clearly shown as gay but he never uses the word gay never homosexual never like sexual identity anything like he just says well i'm in love with this guy Mm. yeah okay that is already a step but there is not this like self-awareness of i identify as this this i identify yes 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 Mm. with this identity and maybe in that sense is quite a uh, yeah good step uh, actually too yeah maybe let's uh, very quickly like talk a bit about um queer um the standing of queer people in korea or kind of why we haven't seen in many or why this drama is so special for actually showing a coming out scene or kind of showing lesbians for that matter yeah max i mean you could probably just introduce like what happened after after this coming out scene in korean like media there were a lot of oh yeah so uh, sorry go on (laughs) kind of reactions to this and Mm. and then the actresses um like yeah, so yeah. in Korea, apparently the um, Christian evangelist fundamentalist lobby is very strong and there's like a lot of kind of ardent Christians who um, see the LGBTQ uh, community as a threat to, you know, like a traditional way of life and family and the way that God, in quotation marks, uh, intended it to be and, you know, God's creation. And so after the drama ad there was a lot of critique on social media, um, especially um, on the side of the actress and her husband that plays Susie. So she, mm-hmm. <coughs> her name is Kim Jung-hwa, I think, and she's married to um, a kind of missionary Christian man who also is apparently famous for Christian songs um, oh. and, and so on. And yeah, so after playing the lesbian partner of the protagonist in this drama, there was a lot of critique uh, towards her saying it's not okay to um, 
you know that be christian but also be christian uh, and also kind of this role <laughs> yeah and like portray this and i'm I'm gonna quote from an article on korea boo <laughs> where there's a translation of one of those um <clears throat> Um, comments, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comments culture is by the way comment culture is very toxic in korea there are a lot of like internet comments like very radical ones yeah and, and I especially think... on the lgbtq community that oh. is very strong wording and and even like curses included and, and i'm not always su- i'm not surprised Mm, yeah, if bad. there are articles on queer pride or queer people, there's always very like radical Christians commenting or old people mm. or some like groups commenting on that. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so in the in the comment they say, <clears throat> as a fellow missionary's wife, I'm so disappointed. I supported you and followed you, but to say that it's just acting is too much. Why did you have to take on a role that goes against God's order of creation? I'm not trying to exclude the LGBTQ community. Uh Uh, It's just a disease (laughs) that needs to be cured. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, disease that is often used and then, then especially, yeah, like some kind of like psychological or like, um, pervert what that, yeah like, like some sort of like disorder yeah, yeah. maybe or Disor- something yeah, 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 that, yeah, that needs to be cured mm-hmm. i mean yeah. very toxic obviously very mm-hmm. um description yeah, yeah i mean can we just talk about like how fundamental christians identity is so fragile that <laughs> every time <laughs> there's just something that exists beyond their very narrow mm. definitions they go complete haywire because <laughs> As I said, yeah. like especially during the queer pride, there are always uh, in Seoul um, protesters from the Christian side, and, oh, and God. many uh, Christians having these posters with like "You're the devil" or <laughs> something like that. Oh God! It's all right. At least the uh, has fun. Fuck so. <laughs> off! I think they're just jealous. To be fair, like, maybe. Honestly, I mean. Most protests. It is sad. It's quite sad to see mm. that from like w- you going to the pride to show like yeah. your solidarity yeah, or and like so, yeah and, and support right yeah and then then these all these anti-protesters and they have to be secluded by the police like mm. there are a lot of policemen in between that mm. there are no fights so there are no fights between the two groups and, yeah it sounds yeah I mean it sounds there's I mean obviously it, like everywhere in the world there's still a lot of you know a lot of struggle and a mm. lot of work to be done but um yeah it seems uh in korea there's definitely uh some space for yeah <laughs> and as you already mentioned with the christian missionaries i think that is a big uh, point that that contributed to this criminalization stigmatization mm. of queer people in korea yeah as you might know from historical background and uh, missionaries came to korea at the end of 19th century and mm-hmm. then they um especially in the northern part of and then not current north korea they mm-hmm. had very strong uh denominations like okay they had strong uh presence in pyongyang and, and these cities mm-hmm. and after the korean war they were banned from north korea they all came to the oh, south great and <laughs> built a new like anti-communist conservative and then like christian christian groups, <laughs> communities yeah. yeah 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 
So especially and since then, they've uh, been quite influential. On and then, like the first president of Korean of uh, the Korean South Korean Republic, yeah, he was uh, ardent Christian and mm. <laughs> he uh, supported Christianity in uh, the state law as well. So yeah. uh, the missionaries were the first ones to work in the military. Interesting. As well, so yeah. the other religious groups had no presence in the military. That that's why many uh, soldiers converted to the military and. Uh, it's converted to Christian oh. Christian belief. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, they kind of built up the system through the U.S. Uh, support. So yeah, I just wanted like, to say it sounds like uh, the, the, I I just wanted to to ask about the the influence you believe of um, U.S. kind of colonialism slash yeah. imperialism on the early South Korean Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not only did they like distribute food after the Korean War, they had this whole like humanitarian as uh, aspects. Obviously, that's a good uh, thing to mm. to. Uh, but through that, they also uh, had a lot of power on normal Korean people. Like if you want to receive food, <laughs> you have to like, come take to the, the Bible as well, or <laughs> take the Bible too. Yeah, yeah, it is like that, and that's probably similar to other. Mm. Uh, colonial context yeah indeed. yeah i think it's quite interesting like um um so in the in the middle east it was quite similar well not similar but basically not necessarily with the whole missionizing context but um yeah so homosexuality um was per se not criminalized um in the ottoman empire or before that um, even I mean in medieval that uh, in medieval times there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of sources of actually homosexuality in um, Arab uh, context and culture um, in like poetry and so on you can definitely mm. see that uh, and really only through the colonial um, yeah through the colonization of the Middle East and the um, introduction of kind of modern nation state the modern nation state Laws concept and, and the yeah, kind yeah, of canonized canonized penal <laughs> code exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um came the criminalization the explicit criminalization of homosexuality and mm. these laws that came basically through um the english or the french these penal codes are still the same and these are the the laws that uh, the queer community or queer activists in the Middle East and also other colonial contexts for that matter um, are still fighting and like trying to reform today. So in fact, it was um, modernity that brought in these kind of um, mm -hmm. very concepts and, and also yeah, concepts and the criminalization and discrimination mm. of kind of homosexuals as well as actually the standing of yeah. women as well. It, it's the same thing that the kind of modern state concept and the idea of kind of the private and the public sphere kind of being able to completely delineate the two was in the first place kind of then what, you know, enabled the whole thing of confining females mm. to the private sphere and not being part I of it. I think the that's a very important point that you made. And for Korea, obviously, we know that Joseon Dynasty Confucianism, Neo-Confucianism was also rather orally uh, mm. conservative, strict uh, on the role of women and, and probably also, yeah, lesbian women would not be at all, like, acknowledged. But, um, yeah, through the through this, like, modern, as you said, uh, mm. panel code and, and uh, uh, laws, it was 
much more enforced. Uh, and yeah, and as you, yeah, and as uh, we explained in modern Korean society, then especially the Christian uh, yeah. influence is quite negative. And how was it with the during the Japanese colonial period? Um, was there any legal? Well, the legal system of uh, like the constitution was basically from the Weimar Republic, <laughs> the, the, the Kaiser and the, the really? Reich of <laughs> Germany. Yes, no way. And and there, there, like the Japanese uh, took over a few laws from most of the laws from German. Is law, it? Uh, I, <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> But I'm not sure about the panel code, though. Like, did they yeah, yeah, yeah. introduce the, the German like like laws on, oh. on um, homosexuality? Then I'm not sure about that. But might be for the legal oh. system. Yeah, that was introduced in Korea also through Japan from the Weimar Republic. That's Oh, see, <laughs> modernity is so bad. <laughs> there are a lot of influence, like yeah, the Meiji reforms. Uh, and oh God! Things were taken from like obviously the Japan experts know better, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's it's so interesting, like to think. Uh, yeah, I think when I first found out that you know all the penal codes and like constitutions were basically like European constitutions that were just like. Mm. more or less copy-pasted onto the colonies and then maybe adapted in, in a few manners. I mean, yeah. interestingly... In Japan, it was, obviously, it was mm. their own choice to do that <laughs> because Japan was of not course. forced to yeah, yeah, yeah. reform. But then they forced it onto Korea. So that is... Like, as a colonial power. power. Yeah, yeah, mm. as the colon. Yeah, no, I mean, so it's, it's quite... Indirect colonization through the West in Korea. It's not directly through the Western powers. Yeah. Yeah, but through Japan. I mean, the interesting thing. Sorry, that's the last thing I'm going to say about the Middle East because it's, it's kind of out of context. But um, mm. when we're talking about uh, that, they kind of copy and pasted the the penal law and like the different law systems onto the, their colonies. And they also they didn't only do that on the Middle East. It's like I think also in African colonies and so on. Yeah, you can see that. But Uh, what they didn't copy was the personal status laws or anything mm. pertaining to inheritance, you know, marriage, divorce, childbirth, all these things and religion were were kind of left to religious courts, oh, um, which was kind of a colonial uh, strategy or like a kind of a trade-off. Almost. To include the uh, natives. Uh, like exactly. More. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you would kind of then um, say, okay, um, you keep your, you, you are allowed to kind of keep on ruling over your women <laughs> and mm -hmm. inheritance, especially because personal status law is very crucial for, for women, uh, as in, you know, like inheritance and. As far as I know, it was the same in Korea, though, to just add on that, because the family exactly. law still was based on Chinese uh, mm. Confucian Hojok system, mm -hmm. so family register. And basically all the power was at the man, the father and the patriarch. Yeah, <laughs> so that I was wanted, not reformed. I wanted to Korea. ask you, yeah, whether that's whether that was the yeah, same yeah, in, yeah. in Korea. It's so interesting. Because it's it's uh, at least so. What I've read is that that was almost like a trade-off between kind of the the male colonial uh, powers and then the male locals. They said, okay, mm, you know, okay, we're they, fine with male... you taking over as long as you keep your hands off our women yes, and yes. our inheritance and how we deal with uh, stuff. Then you know, whatever, you know, it's fine. We're not going to fight see. you. 
Um, I'm not sure about the inheritance part, and but uh, at least for the family laws, mm. they still retained yeah. that one from yeah previously. Right, mm. right, right. Okay, <laughs> let's that, come. That to was the an ex excuse. <laughs> that was a long excuse on law, <laughs> family. We are not experts on. Yes. Oh my! It probably explains. It probably <laughs> yeah. helps to explain. Uh, yeah some of the background for why is the coming out scene so important in this drama yeah exactly because yeah so i mean um queer but yeah it, it i think it is always interesting to look back into history and see how mm -hmm. um basically what we're struggling with today is very much informed and you know like is, is these overriding quite strong structures that you need to kind of fight against that you're up against still And you're kind of influenced from these, I don't know, lawmakers a hundred years ago. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah, still yeah. kind of struggling against them. I mean, the same with also like abortion laws or for some, for example, in Germany, I mean, we're still governed by Nazi laws, our bodies mm. uh, in a way. And that's for a long time crazy. also for discrimination of uh, homosexuals. They still kept the Nazi laws while Weimar Republic laws were much more mm. liberal on that. Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, used to be. Berlin was kind of the hub for homosexual um, yeah. relationship. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay, let's come okay, to let's like one on. last point I wanted to yes. like draw our attention on is like the servant and master relationship. I mean, uh, uh, what I noticed very much in the Korean language, how they refer to the lords basically <laughs> lords and lords of the, <laughs> yes of the house and yeah. also how they treated their servants i mm -hmm. think that is a quite interesting mm, like relationship we could talk about and that is not that yeah. strong in other um i mean in other um k-dramas with chebol background we also yeah. usually have the servants yeah But the relationship here is quite... It's really interesting. interesting. I mean, yeah, it is, as you mentioned before, like some relations to Parasite mm. can see like... Some well, kind, often, yeah. I think I think the interesting thing, is, as, as you just mentioned, is that um, the servants in this drama are actually also complex characters with motivations and mm. inattentions. And you kind of um, really also understand where they're coming from. They also have motives or like kind of ambitions. Um, yeah. And it it really sometimes turns the power relationships on their heads, like depending on the information they have. Um, right. That, yeah, you know, very, I mean, you would... our society is a knowledge society, but this knowledge uh, comes through the servants who are like constant observers of like uh, what happens in the house and what happens in the other house, so yeah. the, the second house. And they like who has the power over the servants has basically the power in the house also. That's quite interesting. <laughs> Definitely. And, yeah. and I mean one central role actually in the drama and also very crucial for the plot is Mrs. Jo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and she's she's basically the head uh, maid. Um and <laughs> she's uh, really intense. I mean, she's kind of has her fingers in all sorts of different relationships, and she kind of tries. I to don't be... really understand her as a character, though. I mean, she kind of like is dependent on the 
higher ups. I bet that on the other hand, she works there for more than 10 years already. She knows all the secrets. Yeah. So she has some power in like blackmailing <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, Definitely. from the, fam the family. Yeah. yeah. And That's especially, quite... I mean, yeah. and, and you can also see she really kind of exerts her power by recording um, mm -hmm. scenes that happen in the house. So especially when it's about abuse of staff. So we have this, um, The, the the wife of the chairman who's completely mad i mean honestly i, I <laughs> yes. i've always found her a bit annoying because she like she shouts, she shouts all the time yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. a little child basically but she really reminded me of um have you seen the movie the queen is it called the queen where it's about queen anne And uh, and Olivia Coleman got the Oscar for it. And she was shouting around there. Yeah, and she was shouting around, um, and she was kind of eating like cake all the time, just like stuffing it in her <laughs> mouth. And then she was like, you know, just like a little child that constantly has these kind of. But that then inside she had all these kind of conflicts and this hurt and anger mm. that she kind of had to deal with so she really reminded me of this person like, except especially like she was like constantly eating eating stuff yes, and like always Same. like you know had it all yeah. over her face and like not very <laughs> dignified like she was also throwing around food though like and, and at the servants but also just for fun <laughs> somehow yeah so <laughs> relieve her anger they mm. threw around the pastry and, and, and yeah one one scene i found quite uh, funny but also weird was when she ordered the i mean she was always ordering stuff from the from their the own like, private yeah. cook they had and chef but uh then she was ordering the seal penises and, yeah Buddha's and then i found seal penis I found this quite like I think she wanted to take revenge on her husband by that by eating like the penises. Yeah. So I thought this was actually kind of like a, a criticism of oh. the like patriarchy and I the, think yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's, it it's is. such a good point because she eats it just before the chairman comes home and she kind of eats it uh, to like you know. And she in that scene she really hates that she's really angry at the the chairman mm. because she found out that he still was very much in love with this affair woman i think she's a very tragic character because she's mm -hmm. she's and i think that's why it's so interesting that she's always talking to this peacock in the cage because you <laughs> always think like okay obviously she's the peacock because she's in this golden cage no but the peacock is male isn't he yeah oh, he's male but also like sure. i mean she kind of is confined in this golden cage she kind of gets all these things and in the end mm. the peacock gets an egg in his in his cage uh, that is not wrong. that's not yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like are you gonna raise it or not and <laughs> so that is basically a yeah well, i kind of saw it a bit on. like a like they a were reference. mentioning that the, the servants actually one of the the male servants mm. who was mentioning that actually that this is like the wrong <laughs> this is basically like and he yeah. was yeah 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 relating and, it but on the on the same at the same time i think they also talk about the peacock being male and then like mm. that's why he does not oh yeah yeah spread the wing and he's also evil like the other male people are yeah that's also what <laughs> i also says. saw this uh, like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, she's just, I think she's been hard done by because obviously um, she was married to a man that didn't love her, but she had to kind of... We were actually talking about the sermons, I think, but that's a lot. Oh, like, yes. Okay, okay let's, let's come back Anyways, to... Yeah, let's, let's come back to the sermon. Like, mm. <laughs> because Sorry. Otherwise, we'll get to, like, out of the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> No, no, but about Mrs. Chu, like, she um, really controls the servants because she's also blackmailing them. She has, mm. like, video footage and also, like, like, recordings of them stealing this one diamond so she could blackmail them. Mm. Also, she can basically, yeah, she is, has to... She was caught by Han Xiong and she was later also caught by Chong Depu yeah. as recording this uh, so that they both kind of use her... Yeah. For the information for receiving information, and also um, at some point, Chong Depu says to her, "Yeah, you have to choose your side wisely." So basically, then the servant actually has this agency to like choose who yeah. she would support, being becoming the main, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the power. powerful person in the family. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it's it's really yeah it's it's really interesting because it almost shows that in this house, even if you're a servant you're not you're completely like implicated into the, all this kind of messy relationships and you need to be very careful about mm. what you know and what you tell to whom because in the end you could be the one you know who's being fired for it so i think yes, yes, her yes. as being this veteran of kind of living in this house or surviving let's say in this house for so many years she probably very much learned that it's all about kind of knowing as much as possible and then being very strategic about whom you tell about what And like exactly which kind of sides you choose. Um, mm. And what, and that there were two or three other servants who played a bit more. Like the male servant I mentioned, he also like always critically comments on like things happening in the house. Although he seems to be not that smart somehow. I don't know. And I think interestingly, he always pities the people. So he's mm. always he yeah, always yeah, yeah, thinks. Oh, I feel very sad for them. I'm very sorry mm -hmm. that this is happening. They're all basically these miserable people, which I think is yeah, quite interesting yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of the class. When he later also has this like really like kind of friendly relationship with the very lonely like first son of the chairman, he's yeah. always a bit like, oh, this poor lonely person. Like, exactly. Christ, so, yeah. And I, I think it really is a, an interesting commentary on um, super rich the super rich mm. and that kind of poor people because obviously poor people always kind of or i think also in korean dramas it's always portrayed as like obviously like rich people have struggles but then they kind of solve it in the end and it's all fine and you know being rich basically is as that's something you should aspire to but i think in this one it's more kind of a commentary okay actually rich people are quite miserable because mm. their lives are governed by all of this and i mean at some point i think was it Jung Depure that says it that you know everyone oh no I think the the alcoholic husband says it it's like people <laughs> think the more money you have the freer you are and what you do but actually it's uh, the other way around it's the more you have yeah, the yeah. less freedom you have to choose it sounds also like Jung Depure what Jung Depure would say I think because of the responsibility you have as like being yeah. the son of the richest person in the country so to say like you mm. uh, expect to get married to this person you have to fulfill to the filial piety duties yeah. and then yeah yeah 
So I think I think that's also really interesting. Uh, yeah, and then also how he always pities them. It's like, oh mm. god, that poor, poor young master. Oh, that poor woman. Oh, so <laughs> um, While on the other hand, what I think is kind of a bit against this narrative, then we have this kind of still independent maid who then falls in love with the young master, the, sec- mm. the son of the first son. That is a bit like counter-narrative, though, because she, uh, I mean, the other servants uh, kind of envy her and say, oh, yeah, you're so lucky that he loves you and, and all that. And yeah. She basically has like this rise from like the rags to riches just by getting married to this guy later on and and that is kind of a bit of counter narrative because (laughs) you would kind of envy or like yeah the viewer would probably think okay she's very lucky (laughs) it is a counter narrative and also what i didn't like is then when in the end she you know moves into yeah, R- Lodge, and then the first thing she does is fire a maid, and you're like, "Dude, that's not cool, man." You, you oh, but she was the evil maid, but still. Still, yeah. though, you know, this whole kind of power game is like just because you're at the end, you know, you were a maid, and you now were she maid, was you should, and you were like mm. devastated when you got fired because of you know it's your freaking existence. Still, she was the evil maid, so I don't really pity. Her. <laughs> I don't, you know, but like I, I thought it was a, uh, I think it was very poor. True, and also like she just like now the samunim, and then she takes English lessons, and she has to prepare for her role being the samunim, and then then she later answers the phone in English. Hello. Yeah, there was a lot of English talking. Oh my god! Oh yeah, from this like also side character, the the sister of the family, she's and her random friends from the art and Bible club. They were also always talking talking in random English. Yes. Yeah. Oh, quite annoying English. Anyways. Uh, anyways. But that also is like a status, I guess. Okay. So, Max, how would you how would you rate this drama? Would you recommend watching it? Yes, I would definitely recommend it, I think, because I like really like the costumes and the oh, characters. Oh, they were brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even talked I mean, about the cinematography. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really like the costumes of the young master. I like mm. the, what is it called, actually? The, the Dorionim. He is like the, the young prince, basically. Ah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the thing. They have to refer to him as Dorionim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really i thought i thought um yeah in english subtitles it's and then she is like master. what mm. yeah 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 yeah. the young the new servant is like what he's not the prince basically and then <laughs> she's a bit surprised and yeah, yeah anyways his clothes are really uh, cool but also the all the female characters of, of course mm. as well oh, he always has these like kind of like handmade handbook handbook very wide and mm. then like in beige color like they're very dark or, or, or hmm, colors. I really like that matched all with the house and the interior. Mm. And... <laughs> no, it was brilliant. I think it was brilliant production design. It was very all yeah, very well. Uh, it fit all very well together in the country. And as we mentioned, the like the one art piece that was like number five something. Was yeah. Matched very well with certain... Like, the was very good arranged. Um, oh. yes, yes. Um, so... From still, my rating would be eight. I think eight out of ten. I think that's the highest rating yeah. you've given so far. No, I think I gave for my favorite dramas like others. I gave higher, but yeah, <laughs> maybe it is a good one. It is a good it's one. a good one. Ah, how about you? And and also, what is your favorite? What was your favorite part about it? 
Oh God, that's like, yeah. So in the beginning, I, I thought I wasn't sure about the drama because uh, it kind of took me like, I think one or two episodes to get used to it. But then I was very much, I was hooked. And as soon as it became clear that it's like so female centric and there's like this female solidarity going on, which I mm. really love. I think also the director was a woman. Um, in fact, which is great. Um, and yeah, and I, I, yeah, I also, I really loved the, the way it was shot, like the different camera angles and like mm. very wide shots of the house and yeah, the house as well, like how the house was used almost as well as a kind of a character in itself. So also quite parasite vibes here, I think. Yes, again. yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I would rate it nine out of ten. I wow, would, wow. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it was great, and I really loved uh, the actress Kim So Hyung. Mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. the one that also plays the tutor in Sky Castle. I really like her. I think she's yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. And uh, I mean, also Hisu actually, and and uh, Lee Hye Jin, uh, the mm -hmm. tutor. I think all the the female characters were played brilliantly. The main characters, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I would definitely recommend watching it. I thought it was really good. And I think mm -hmm. this would also be actually a very good um, drama for people who haven't, you know, seen K-dramas yet. And, uh, you know, are yeah, it has a lot about Korean society, mm. but also it still has this like crime that you would like exactly. to know about more, like more about. Yeah. And, and also it's not the, the romance. There is romance. I would have liked to see actually more of the less mm -hmm. romance. Yay. But um, <laughs> sadly, we yes. didn't get to see that. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, but I also like that the romance was there, but it was not like so centric and that it actually centered mm -hmm. around more these kind of female Intrigues platonic and relationships and family, and family yeah, yeah, relationships yeah. and explorations of motherhood. So I think it's a, I would recommend this drama actually to uh, friends who are not so much maybe into your cheesy mainstream K drama, but more mm -hmm. into a bit more kind of True. independent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it. Way, but yeah yeah you're right so i really like that the... and favorite scene oh i think it's so difficult i think there were like many great many great scenes in there oh i can't even decide i don't know what was your favorite scene i'm deflecting <laughs> i need some more time to think about it <laughs> <laughs> well actually in the hallway that is like many things happened there with the staircase and also I really liked this one painting that was like in the back, and then there were these two staircases. Oh yeah, that that's a great going shot. down, yeah. and then the, the gray and, and then, the white, the yeah, grayscale yeah, yeah, painting. Yeah. Then they make also I mean, comments it about it. Very much like a museum, as you also mentioned in the beginning. Mm. But there were these like scenes where, for example, the maid and the young master would like coincidentally meet, or like the grandmother would then like look round down or ah yes also the Tong De Pio would like stand on the staircase and just look down on what like happens in yeah. the family and in the house and I think these scenes were really good yeah I think they were really good I think probably my favorite scenes are between I think between uh Chong De Pio and Hisu like mm -hmm. usually kind of when they meet and then they kind of support each other and you just really feel the love and yeah it's true solidarity and support then and i, I always really when they call it. and then like 
sister-in-laws but it really feels almost like a sister relationship mm -hmm. there also again not biological but by yeah choice yeah. and and it while not while the other um the really related one the third sis she is actually not oh, that she's terrible. Uh, like, yeah. nice and all that so she is like kind of excluded from that while the yeah external members of the family have this uh, close bond well i guess they have yeah. all this close bond because because, because everyone to, else is so terrible yeah they have to survive against <laughs> this the yeah. odds so they kind of go together as the only sane per people in indeed, the, in indeed, the house. Yeah. and we have to keep up with our crazy husbands <laughs> here and <laughs> i guess yeah. very good We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please leave us a comment or write us on our social media. We always, always appreciate your feedback and we're always here for you. Now, go back to watching your K-dramas, stay critical and we cannot wait to see you for our next episode. Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs>